listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I am so excited about this special Celebrating Back to School episode. I have just felt so led to share an hour of celebration with you, just to celebrate the joys of heading back to school and to celebrate you all of you amazing educators, and to celebrate the joy of giving to you because, as I always say, you guys deserve the world. I know I say it a lot, but it's true. And oh my goodness, you guys, I have tons of amazing gifts to give you all this evening. My Right Road email last weekend was actually about the joy of giving and how in an incredibly like magical way, Gifts given from the heart, you know, whether they're physical items or things, you know, like time and creativity and talents, they multiply the giving and receiving for both the receiver and the giver. Giving is just one of those things. It, it like makes the world go round in such a beautiful way. And like I said, I've just felt led to kick off this school year in the spirit of that theme, celebrating and giving. And I really, really, really want to encourage that as part of a mainstay of the focus of our for our classrooms and schools, celebrating each day as a day of giving and living lives of giving and teaching our kids to live lives of giving with so much, I don't know, controversy and conflict everywhere you look nowadays. It's just time to get back to the basics of what's really important. And I believe a huge part of that is teaching kids to really give from their hearts and souls. And one of the ways that I love to give to you all, in addition to this radio show and on our Facebook page and everything else, (laughs) is through my weekly Right Road emails. And I've just been receiving more and more feedback about how the inspiration and giving shared in them is just such a blessing. And that makes my heart so happy. Um, My email two weekends ago focused on the importance of making sure nature is not only in our lives, but also in our kids' lives. And oh my gosh, the appreciation that flowed in for that as a reminder, it was like off the charts. And what I'd like to do this evening is start by taking a couple of minutes to share just a few of the almost a thousand messages I received in response to that one email because I think they're so helpful and really a wonderful way to kick off this celebrating back to school episode and giving to you all. And these nuggets from teachers are really gifts in themselves. And actually, what I'm going to do is make these today's On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. So each teacher whose name, school and comment I share right here right now will receive a school supply grab bag gift. Cool, right? (laughs) So Peggy Papazian from Marlboro High School in Marlboro, Massachusetts, shared that mindfulness in the classroom helps keep the students and her relaxed. 
She shared that they use something called calm.com. I've seen commercials for this. It's spelled C-A-L-M.com. And they're just like little 15-second commercials. And it's like you just take this breath while they're playing, and it's just amazing. And she actually said, Peggy said, it's free for teachers. So check that out, teachers, calm.com. It could be a wonderful resource for the classroom. Um, Carol Bennett from Diamond Lakes Elementary in Hepziba, Georgia, shared, it's amazing how just by doing a simple breathing activity helps the kids to refocus. She said she they do it at least twice a day. She said the kids love it, and so do I. And related, Alicia Rivera from New Life Academy in Chicago, Illinois, shared, quote, last year I used breathing exercises with my preschoolers, and she said, let me tell you, I had a better school year. She said, at times, my little ones would even tell others to stop and take a breather. And I love that. Instead of, you know, yelling or trying to get attention or maybe, you know, just say it's time to take a breather or ring a little bell. And then the kids can respond, it's time to take a breather. Don't you love that idea? Oh, my gosh. Um, Amy Hibbs from Shawnee High School in Springfield, Ohio, shared... In thinking about your recent email, I need to try to take advantage of nature and my students outside to enjoy the natural classroom. It would be perfect for meditation and free writing or coloring their feelings. Thanks for the prompt. You are so welcome, Amy. (laughs) And Sonia McGinnis from Laurel Meadow Elementary in Mechanicsville, Virginia, shared... I love your tip to get out in nature. Modeling this and making it a part of our school day is definitely a tip I will be sharing with my classroom teachers. Being, She said, being curious and observant should be natural to kids, but so many just wonder things and then don't take time to investigate their wondering. Going outside to be in nature will spark something for my students. Yes, absolutely. We, get to, we need to get back to the basics and back to just the beauty that's around us. And finally, Yifat DeMont, I hope I said that right, from Kittredge Elementary in Van Nuys, California, shared that she really likes the idea of stepping out of the classroom for a few minutes to have the kids take a breath and relax. She said, the only problem I see that my school is by a noisy street where you constantly hear cars beeping, police helicopters, and other noises. She said, I wish I could step out and hear the birds chirping, but that isn't the case. And you know what? I am so glad that some of you mentioned the the kind of the city aspect because I think something about that concern is actually part of the key to learning beyond four walls, and in this case, how we can teach our kids about the importance of finding nature and how it can help focus and calm us and multiply the capacity for learning. So, if your school is in a loud city and you can't physically step out into nature, you can still teach the kids how to look out a window up into the sky and imagine the beauty of nature. If there aren't any windows, you can help them imagine the beauty and peace in their own mind's eye. And I think that's part of it, to help kids, no matter what the circumstance, learn how to kind of bloom where they're planted at the moment. It's such a crucial life lesson for us to teach our kids in this world of technology and where we're all looking down at smartphones all day. We need to teach our kids how to look up and see and experience and imagine and breathe in the beauty of the world around them again, even if it's just You know, helping them see a sliver of sky or sunlight peeking through the tall buildings. Even if it's just helping them still hear, search for 
the bird chirping in the midst of the loud hustle and bustle. That is such a blessed gift we can give our kids. So holy guacamole, you guys. (laughs) There's so much on my heart to share with you all tonight. So welcome to each and every one of you listening. And I just absolutely can't wait another second to give to you all. So let's kick off tonight's big Right Road Giving right now with our first awesome On the Right Road giveaway. Note, you guys, that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that exciting recipient announcement post. All told tonight, I think there are going to be well over 200 teacher gift recipients. Woo! And we'll get all the gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of September 9th. We're back in school delivery mode now, so gifts will be mailed to the recipient teachers at their schools. And I have over $9,000 worth of gifts and giveaways as part of tonight's show, including one where every first-year teacher listening will receive a school supply gift pack at the asking. That opportunity is coming up a bit later in the show. Um, So welcome to all of you, and a big welcome to all of you first-year teachers as well. We just, as a Right Road family, want to envelop you and just make sure you feel uplifted and loved and supported from the get-go of the school year and the get-go of what we know will be an amazing career for you. But you guys, first, here's tonight's first on the right road giveaway and for all of tonight's giveaways what I tried to do was pick resources that are some of my favorite things to give to teachers so for this first one it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to on the right road right now and first before I share the giveaway I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word which is the code word celebrate okay so if you're new to on the right road What you're going to do is just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. You want to keep refreshing it throughout the evening so the new giveaways will pop up as I mention them, okay? And then in addition to the simple entry guidelines that are going to be in each giveaway post, also type in tonight's code word CELEBRATE because that officially enters you. It lets us know that you're listening tonight, okay? So follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway posts and also type in the code word CELEBRATE, okay? So for this first giveaway, I have 12 Papermate Flare Pen gift sets and each gift pack has 18 brightly colored teacher favorite flare pens. I've shared these gifts a couple of times recently and the response was crazy amazing. So I went out and bought a bunch more sets. The giveaway picture is going to say 10 sets, but I actually found a couple more two days ago. So there will be 12 teacher recipients from this giveaway and each will receive one of the wonderful flare pen papermate gift packs. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just again, follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Just remember to type tonight's code word CELEBRATE as part of your entry comment. And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And special thanks to the Southern California DCH Honda, Toyota, Lexus, Ford, and Audi car dealerships and their wonderful support companies for helping to make this giveaway possible. And... One of those support companies is ICC Dealer Services, and I want to give a huge On the Right Road shout out to Nick from ICC, who supports Right Road in a big way each year. So thank you, Nick. We love you. (laughs) And 
you guys know this is just the start of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, if you're listening after Sunday, August 25th, tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Now, you guys, guess who's here on the show with me this evening? Ooh, it's Right Road team member Marcy. Marcy Sabi has really been the right arm of Right Road for about seven years now. She does everything from scheduling guests on the show to the behind the scenes during the live broadcast to being the communications coordinator for Right Road Kids to coordinating the mailing of the hundreds of gifts we send to teachers each and every week. Marcy also has three wonderful kids, one in middle school and two in high school now. She's a remarkable wife, mom, team member, and friend. And a couple of times each year, we do one of our Q&A shows where we answer your questions. These are some of our favorite On the Right Road episodes, and that's what we're going to do here tonight. So welcome back to the airwaves with me, Marcy. (laughs) Hello. Thank you. I love when we get the chance to do these. I know, it's like <laughs> it's like the sisterhood of Right Road or something. <laughs> and so what we're going to do, teachers, is we're going to answer a bunch of your questions. And as a special, just a fun way to kick off the new school year with the feeling and spirit of celebration and support. But first, I have one for you, Marcy. Is it okay if I ask you one? Sure. What is something that you are celebrating as this school year really gets underway? You know, <laughs> this is funny. So as a as a parent, I think when school starts, we all kind of dread asking our kids if they have homework the first day because they're like, no, but you do, as they bring home all the papers for us to right. sign. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, my son just started high school. He's a freshman. And one of his teachers requested that we email her a biography of our child. And I've had a few teachers email, they ask a few questions and respond to that, but she wanted to know everything, the good, the bad, their school history, their likes, their dislikes, hobbies, any concerns, and and what we expected from her for the school year. And it was just, it was truly amazing to me because as, as my kids have gotten older, I have less and less interaction and contact with the teachers. Right. So to know, I felt like I kind of got to talk to her even though I wasn't speaking to her and and she was taking time to get to know you know my kid individually aside from all of the hundred and some odd students she has and and then to top it off I sent the email and she replied back with a personal email to me commenting on my concerns and how she was going to focus on dealing with that throughout the school year and it just felt like there was such an open line of communication that I don't have as my kids get older and it made me feel so good as a parent. Oh, it just goes back to how important getting back to the basics is and communication is that. And I know, I know sometimes I just feel we all have to make time for it, whatever, if we're on the teaching end, if we're on the parenting end, we have to get back to communication. I Thank you for sharing that, Marcy. I, I just think we all need to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, it made me feel good. <laughs> cool. So, well, let me ask you, what are you celebrating during back to school time? Oh my gosh, I'm celebrating a lot. Um, On a personal note, my son just started high school, and he's happy and flourishing, and as a mom, there's just nothing better than seeing that, right? And for Right Road Kids, I'm celebrating this being our 27th year of Right Road. I'm celebrating the growing Right Road family, and I'm celebrating really the partnerships and relationships that we're building to help this be the biggest year ever 
of providing support for teachers, kids, and classrooms across the country. So, I mean, there's a lot to celebrate. Yay! And now, you guys, I know that so many questions have been flowing in from you, wonderful Right Road teacher friends. Um, Like I said, Marcy and I are going to answer as many of them as we possibly can to help kick off this school year on the Right Road and to celebrate that special kickoff time. And... If we're able to answer your question tonight and we share your name and school leading up to your question here live on the air, you will receive a $50 school supply gift pack. It's all part of tonight's celebrating and giving. So, Marcy, I know you've got a bajillion questions there. What's the first one that you have? All right. My first one is from Tara Bovee from Lawrence Elementary in Lawrence, Michigan. She mentions that this year she wants to make more of an effort to learn more outside of academics things about each of her students. She's asking if you have any suggestions for back-to-school relationship-building activities. And also related, Tammy Waihi from Salem Elementary in Berwick, Pennsylvania, would love to know if you have any icebreakers to begin the school year that foster an enriching family environment. Well, gosh, I think your celebration comment, (laughs) right, of teachers uh, asking parents for their perspective is such a perfect way for teachers to really learn about the inner workings and passions of each student that will, in turn, help build those strong relationships with your students from the get-go and with the parents, right? Um, One of my son's teachers, right, one of my son's teachers, as you were talking, um, one of Micah's teachers did that as well. And I, like you did, I really appreciated it as a parent. And what I jotted down for the teacher really put me, like you said, in that mindset of knowing that the teacher cares on a deep level and will really go into the year knowing my son. And in terms of an icebreaker, you know, another one of my son's teachers did a little clay project on the first day of school. She gave each kid a hunk of clay. And mind you, my son's in ninth grade, so it worked as an icebreaker for older kids, too. She asked each teen to mold the clay into something that best represented them. And then they each got up, you know, for 30 seconds or whatever and shared briefly about it. And I think that's a brilliant way to know each kid's heart right away and for the kids to learn about each other. It's like even a tiny little nugget like that about a kid can, and if they get up and they're the class clown, well, you know, okay, that's the class clown. Or if they get up and they're really shy. So, you know, from the first day, where is that kid? Where's their heart? Where's their soul? You know, are they scared? Are they excited? Are they goofy? You know what I mean? Um, You know, and it must have, it must have had an impact on my son because it was one of those things that he mentioned to me in the car ride on the way home that first day of school. So I hope that answers that question. Awesome question. Yay. Great way to start out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Karen Huff from Northwood R4 in Salem, Missouri is wondering, how do you get kids to care about school? I can do fun things in the classroom, but they never want to study at home. What can I do? And related, we also have Stacy DeMello from Barton, Georgia Elementary in Providence, Rhode Island, asking, how can we get parents to have more buy-in to the importance of homework as practice? Oh, my gosh. This parent piece of the puzzle is just a theme tonight. It's just so important. <laughs> so, right? I mean, I love how things happen sometimes. You like to be so, involved. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it seems as our kids get older, sometimes teachers maybe think we don't, but we I I do as my kids in high school. And yet I want to give him freedom. 
I want to step back. I don't want to be in his face all the time. But if there is a way that I can be of supportive to the teacher in the classroom, I want to be there. So what I would suggest to, to answer these questions and what has really worked well in engaging me as a parent is, like you shared, Marcy, writing a personal email or letter to the parents, and then also at back-to-school night in person, too, no matter what grade you teach, you know, pour your heart out explaining the whys to the parents regarding why you're going to be doing things the way you will and the importance of their role, the parents' role in their kids' educational experience and, and in partnering with, partnering with you. You know, as a parent, this has always, like you said, Marcy, had a wonderful effect on my connecting with my son's teachers from the get-go when they've done this. It helps me understand their approach and game plan, and it helps me understand what I can do and support their approach. And it, it just makes me really want to do everything I possibly can to support that teacher's approach. And everyone really working together can multiply a child's excitement about school exponentially. Don't you think, Marcy? I mean, I, I, we've said this all, 10 times already through the show, but don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. 100%. <laughs> this is just a, a, I love how this theme is coming together tonight. I, I can't wait <laughs> right? for all oh, the questions. Have, right, we have so many. So the next I one know. is Jackie Elliott from O.C. Allen in Aurora, Illinois, asking, how do we get kids to leave technology alone and do other things? Oh my gosh, what a great question. You know, while you can't control other places and situations, you really can make it a norm in your classroom to literally leave tech at the door. I mean, I feel like model, model, model how you create a learning environment without it all the time. You know, have a docking station where the kids leave their phones at the door. I've heard a lot of teachers lately are using the shoe hanging bags where each student has an assigned assigned slot. And a couple of my son's teachers even use that to take attendance. Brilliant, right? And as a parent, one of the ways I encourage no tech is while I'm driving. Absolutely no phone. Not only because it's not safe and I want to teach that lesson of no phone while driving to my son in an honest, real way before he gets his license, but it's also a a very special time for us to connect and personally talk. So I think our modeling, doing other things besides technology, is the most powerful way to impact our kids. If we're on our tech devices and distracted, yet tell our kids not to be, it doesn't really work. But if we model doing other things and truly connecting with our kids, like not always taking the call, not always scrolling through our messages, right, when they're there, that is the most powerful approach. And I think from a teacher standpoint, that along with having like a tech boot camp at the beginning of the year where kids really learn the pitfalls of too much tech, like, you know, too many kids are not learning to communicate for job interviews. What are they going to do, right? And also, right. you know, we, they've got to learn the lasting effect that social media can have on their lives. If, for example, they post things that will haunt them for the rest of their lives. You know, we need to be proactive as adults in addressing the whole immersed in tech way of life and its downside. You know, the whole nature topic I shared in, a, in my recent email and also highlighted at the start of this show is another positive focus. And I, I could go on and on here. Great question. Thank you so much for asking that, Jackie. It's something we all need to really be aware of and, and deal with. Nip it in the bud is like I, what I like to say. Great question. Yes. I'm just sitting here shaking my head the whole time you're talking. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. So, 
Michelle Sanchez from Desert Thunder School in Goodyear, Arizona, would love to hear your ideas to help teachers turn around kids' negative self-talk when they're constantly saying, I can't. Okay, I have one. And I think this is the most effective thing that we can do both as parents and educators, and that is add one word to our vocabulary. One word to our at-home vocabulary, one word to the classroom vocabulary, and that is the word yet. Put it up on the board. Make, have the kids make posters. Put a post-it note on their desk, on each of their desks that says yet. So anytime they say can't, they just get in the habit of looking at that and going, wait a minute, I just can't do it yet. I can do it. I just might not be able to do it yet. Make that a key word for the entire school year starting tomorrow. Starting, you know, the maybe if you don't start school yet tomorrow, the first day that you're back. I can't do it yet. Yet, 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 yet. Ooh, I love that. And that's that's kind of been like a buzzword going around now everywhere, right? But it's so powerful and so effective. I love it. Hope Costigan from Indian Orchard Elementary in Springfield, Massachusetts is wondering, what is a simple community service project to get second graders involved and excited about giving back? Oh my gosh, this is such a great question. I personally believe that service learning is such a key in education in today's world. I have seen the incredible effect of it firsthand. I've taught some wonderful middle school service classes over the last two years. It really changes and opens up kids' hearts and lives to the world around them beyond kind of their own bubble, you know. And that's so important in all aspects of their lives and learning. And your desire, hope? To plant the seed of service in your second graders is awesome. So what I would say is, gosh, anything at that age is wonderful. If you're excited about something, they'll be excited. And what I think is especially important for kids is doing something where they can really see the results. That has the biggest impact. Like, you know, instead of just making cards or, or collecting flowers, for example, I'm just pulling something out of the top of my head to deliver to an elderly home, for example, bring them there. I saw, gosh, online, two things recently where there was on one, there was a young boy and on another one, there was a young girl and they both did things where they brought things to old folks' homes or that, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, that my retirement communities, pardon me if I, if I use the wrong politically incorrect terminology, but you know what I mean. And it was just so touching for the, for the people in the community, but also for the kids. You just saw lives being changed. So I hope that answers your question. You know, giving just has such a great impact on both the giver and the receiver. And it's another way that we can get our kids out of that technology all the time. So thank you for asking that, Hope. Great, Great question. Great thing to be thinking about, especially now at the beginning of the school year. Perfect. All right, Dana Villacano from Fruitvale Junior High in Bakersfield, California, sent a message saying, you are awesome. Thank you for all you do. She's asking, what is one thing that is your spark, your joy, your why in life? Ooh, that's a good one. I think this is something we all need to think about, right? Like every, every, every week we should ask ourselves that. So on the personal side... Watching my son play baseball or 
actually really watching him do anything. He can just be lying there, sleeping and breathing, and I get choked up. <laughs> right? I just, the my son is now like inches taller than me. All of a sudden, he's, you know, this big strapping. He's not a kid anymore. He's a big strapping young man. And I still, I look at him and I'm in awe. Just the fact of how God works and how we are blessed with these amazing kids in our lives, you know, as parents and as teachers. I'm getting choked up. And so, and on the right road side, um, my spark, my why, my joy is doing this show and giving, the giving being anything from physical gifts to sharing a book or a song that I wrote, uh, you know, giving a piece of my heart through the creativity that God's put in my soul and giving a piece of my life to others and to the world is what sparks my life and brings me the greatest joy. What a great question. What about you, Marcy? What's your why? What's your spark? You know, I mean, kind of along the same lines, I'd have to say my family. I would do anything for them and, you know, in turn, being here with you and helping others so that I can help make sure the world stays a better place for my kids and their future. Awesome. I, I we I mean, and you guys, you, I love when Marcy and I get to do the show together like this because uh, Marcy is incredibly special. You know, um, it's hard to explain what we do every day. We do so much. Nonprofit is so, there's so much involved. It's like, like you teachers. Some people just can't possibly understand until you do it, all that's involved. And yet knowing that you're there, Marcy, it just like we're partners in this, really. You know, you're the right arm of Right Road, and it just the, oh. the fact to hear you say that it means that much to you. It's your spark. It's your joy. I just, not enough words to express my happiness. <laughs> well, thank you, because it's my honor to be here. So. Oh, I love, what a, this is awesome, you guys. You, and now, you, <laughs> speaking of giving, I have another awesome giveaway for you, teachers. It's another one of my Paula's favorite things to give to teachers. And this giveaway is, of course, open to all educators in the United States listening to On the Right Road right now. I have eight jumbo they're Expo Papermate Sharpie gift sets. And wait until you see these things. They're awesome. Each has dry erase markers, mechanical pencils, and lead, erasers, flare pens, highlighters, pens, and Sharpie markers. And one of the kits will be shown in the giveaway picture. They're so cool. And I added an awesome Crayola gift pack that won't be pictured, but I have it, so I wanted to share it with you tonight. So there will be a total of nine recipients as part of this giveaway, and each one will receive one of the wonderful writing supplies gift packs or the Crayola set. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, and remember to include tonight's code word CELEBRATE. Type that in as part of your entry comment. Even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, because you got to have it in each one that officially enters you. It lets us know that you're listening tonight. So um, this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the nine recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Great big thanks to Nair. And Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. And remember, you guys, that if I answer your question here live on the air tonight, you will receive a $50 school supply gift pack. We're just going to keep the flowing, the giving flowing and growing throughout every second tonight. So, Marcia, I know you have another bajillion questions there. What's the next one? 
The next one is an interesting question. Cindy Storino from James Shields Elementary in Chicago, Illinois, is asking, should teachers grade everything or selected assignments and questions? Should we give credit for completing assignments sometimes? Gosh, my son and I were just talking about this on the drive home from school the other day. What another perfect question. My my perspective as a parent and somebody who works with kids is that I think the most important thing is to always approach it from the standpoint of the best interest of the students. Don't try to get them, you know, get in um, quotes. And what I mean by that is my son had a teacher last year where this was actually an issue in how that teacher approached it. And I noticed that it didn't help the learning process. It just confused all the kids. He would do things like, and, I, I, and I, I'm not saying this to get down on a teacher because I never, ever want to do this. It's just an, as an example to help answer this question. But this teacher would do things like grade one super tough assignment that wasn't completely clear when he hadn't graded a homework paper or even given one back to the kids to see their mistakes in like a month. Yet out of the blue, this one homework paper was going to be worth like 5% of their grade. And again, I don't think there was one bit of malice intended at all. But I do think that process was not in the best interest of the kids. And sort of related, I don't mean to go off topic here, but I like pop quizzes. I had them as a kid. Um, and they help me learn, but I think the plan, whatever the plan and expectations are, I think they should be clearly laid out for the kids from the get-go to aid with their overall learning so that things like homework and pop quizzes aren't scary, but rather like a fun part of learning. And I do think, especially for things like math and grammar, for example, always checking homework and returning it within a day or two is important. Otherwise, how are kids going to know if they're on the right track? It's really hard if they get, if they don't get something back and they really messed up and then they're a week behind and, you know, how things build upon each other. So I do like the idea in terms of um, credit. I do like kids getting credit for doing each assignment. But I also think that instilling the love of learning itself at the same time is crucial. And, you know, for grading, so you don't get overwhelmed with all the paperwork, there are always ways to go about it, like self-checking, kids self-checking, and then turning in the paper where you can get help in the grading process. So you're not overwhelmed with the paperwork, but you can still see where the kids are at. And sorry, I'm going on and on here, but I just saw online a couple of days ago, a teacher created a grading toolkit for each student where he or she used these inexpensive cloth eyeglass cases. I guess you could create them out of any material. And she put in different colored pens and a highlighter, and she called this, you know, the, the grading toolkit. That could be a way to make great self-grading fun. Um, great start of the school year question. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm sorry I went on and on. I just get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Sexton from... Woodrow Wilson Junior High in Dayton, Texas says, thank you for all you do in the world of education. She has a question about motivating kids. She's asking, what is the best way to motivate kids towards academics and away from peer opinions? You know, these are all such great questions. One of the ways that I have found to be very effective is to share personal stories of how the peer pressure just doesn't matter 
after middle school and high school. I remember the second I graduated high school, it just didn't matter anymore. It's like it went poof in the wind. You know, and of course, we don't want to belittle their feelings at all. But I think helping them to see the bigger picture is just so important. And I think when we go back to remembering what it was like when we were their age and we share things like that with them, it can be very powerful and impactful. Another great question. I see here there's one from Kara Clevano. Marcy, do you see that one? Yes, from Sunnyside Elementary in Pullman, Washington. And she's yes. asking, what is your best advice for teacher self-care during back to school? She said she's done a lot to recenter herself over the summer and doesn't want to fall into the abyss as the school year starts up again. You know, I think something that would be very helpful from the get-go of the school year now is to really envision how you'd like to feel throughout the year. Like, see it in your mind's eye. And then based on that, kind of create a self-care plan with boundaries for yourself and for other people so they don't bust in on your boundaries. And really be specific so it's like a map that you can follow throughout the year without letting that self-care wane as the months go by. The map, I think, if you can really see it, it can help you, you know, hold yourself accountable to your self-care. And maybe think of it as a, as a lesson plan for you. You know, we spend so much time creating lesson plans for our kids and for projects, but create self-care as a lesson plan for you throughout the year. Um, I, maybe that idea will really help, Kara. I hope so. It's important. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, oh, I totally think so. I mean, gosh, if it's like the mask. If you don't put the breathing mask on yourself first, it's just way too easy to kind of black out, so to speak, you know, and just be so exhausted and burnt out. So another great question. Gosh. Okay, next we have one from Pamela Pierre from Golden Gate High School in Naples, Florida. And she's asking, who was your favorite teacher and what made him or her so special to you? Oh, my goodness. I had four favorite teachers. And what made them each extra special to me was that they each in their own way made me feel valuable. And, you know, I don't even know that it was the subject matter that they were teaching. It was how they made me feel. I'm getting choked up. It's like that saying, um, I think it was Maya Angelou. She said something like, you know, people may forget what you said. They may forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And I think that's such a great reminder as the school year gets underway. When a teacher makes a child feel good and valuable, not only will that child feel awesome, but that child will learn so much more too because their hearts and lives will be open to you and be excited to learn from you. So, Marcy, do you have a, that's a great question. Do you have a favorite teacher from your childhood that really meant a lot to you? You know, I was thinking about that while I was asking you. Um, and I, well, a few names come to mind of teachers I know I really liked. I can't think of a particular story for one that really stands out for a particular reason. Well, and, you know, I guess that goes to it, right? Exactly what what I just mentioned is it's, it's, of course, we want our kids to be academically doing the absolute best they can. But I think in order to get to that point, it's the connection with the teacher. And my heart kind of felt sad as I just heard you say that, Mars, because right. a connection with the teacher can be one of those lifelong special things. And to just know that you didn't have that, 
Um, again, again, I think it, turning, I always like to shift things around into the positive. I think just your sharing that can be such a wonderful message for teachers to make sure that that is a priority throughout the school year because that's when a, what's going to connect with the kids and have that lasting impact. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, Marcy. I just want to give you a big hug. <laughs> I know. I didn't have bad experiences. I just can't think right, of a particular right. experience. <laughs> well, and it's so special when you have that with a teacher. So, oh, my gosh. Well. It is. I know. Okay. We have so many. I'm going to try to get to these. I know. Eden Matowski from George Kelly Elementary in Tracy, California, is wondering, how do you do all that you do and maintain so much positivity and energy? I'm a pretty positive person, but some days I am so beyond beat and frustrated with how the day, lesson, or behavior went that I have a hard time finding something left for my family, let alone myself. Do you have a regimen that you would recommend to a busy teacher or mommy and related, we have Carrie Fryhoff from St. Francis High School in St. Francis, Wisconsin, who is asking, what is the best way to let the stresses of what our students are dealing with go? She said she tends to carry their problems with her and often can't turn her mind off as she worries. Do you have any tips to help? I hear you, ladies. Oh, my gosh. I actually feel like I wrote both of those questions. I have to make a conscious decision every day of how I'm going to handle the stresses, frustrations, and problems. So what I do, I do a couple of things, um, and I hope these are helpful for you. I have a couple of key people, like Marcy, you're one of them, that I talk to who allow me to just vent. And I'm not talking about going on and on and on and on. You don't want to drag somebody down into this muck of negativity. That's not the point. It's where you can vent, get get out your thoughts and feelings, and then that helps you see things so much clearer. And then number two, I personally need to take quite a bit of quiet time. It's not do-nothing time. It's actually very productive time, and I find that for me, I really need that, and it helps me tremendously to feel what I'm feeling And in turn, it allows me to work through things much quicker than I used to be able to. As the years have gone by, I guess I've sort of created a personal rule, and that is no festering allowed. So write that on a post-it, stick it on your mirror, so you, you see it every day. You can make it another, in addition to yet, I can't do it yet, make this a mantra that no festering. I am not going to let anything fester. I'm only going to deal with things in with the positive light. Let it, let go, you know, feel what I feel. Let it go. Move on. No festering. Hope that helps. It really has changed my life approaching it that way. And it, it's, you know, I, I look at things differently after working with you for all these years, too, picking up on some of those ways to just take a positive approach to things. So it's very good advice. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, my gosh. I always like, you know, you like to hear, yes, it it works. (laughs) Right? It it does. (laughs) Deb Roy from Stevensbrook Elementary in Bridgeton, Maine, is asking, how can we best support and celebrate our fellow teachers? Do you have any ideas regarding how to make teachers feel appreciated and supported by each other? And related, we have Irma DeCandia from McClough Elementary in Oxnard, California, wondering... What one recommendation do you have to assure teachers are taking care of themselves? I I love hearing all these teachers' names. I actually know Irma. I worked uh, with the kids in her class for a couple (laughs) of years with the Right Road program. This is awesome. So, 
Gosh, you guys, I hope that Right Road is always a blessing for you, you know, like this show, for example, that it just helps you take care of yourselves by taking this hour of what I call power and encouragement and support together on Sundays. And also, what just zoomed through my mind is the importance of maybe having something like an accountability teachers group right there at your school or in your local community where you can vent, like I just shared about how Marcy is that venting person for me, where you can vent in a positive, constructive way, where you can, you know, build that group of caring souls who will never let anyone feel alone like an island, where, you know, realness and personal growth can abound, where you can share the good news and happenings, and where there's no festering, like I just mentioned, where there's no negativity and no dragging others down. It's just not allowed. You know, where you can always feel accountability and positivity and where you can celebrate each other. You know what we need to start? We need to start right road, right road groups around the country. We, we, you know, this, this is planting a seed. I like this a lot. Plus, um, take time. And I, I know I'm adding something to your plate, but I think if you do this, you will experience blessings that abound. Take time, even just 10 minutes once each week, to do something kind for the other teachers that you work with. Um, you know, buy a Starbucks carafe for the staff meeting. Write you are special on a post-it and put one in each teacher's mailbox. Doing that, I think I've seen it. It can foster an environment of, su- you know, supporting each other that could spread like wildfire. And even if no one else does it, keep doing it. The, the effect, I know that the effect will be profound. So I hope that helps answer the question. I, I think it's, again, that modeling. If we model the goodness, it it is like little tentacles that just start spreading in the most amazing way. The kindness just starts growing and flowing. So yay. And I see, Mars, a question here from Deb Norris. Do you see that one? Yes. Yeah, Debbie Norris from Open Door Community School in Marana, Arizona, has a question that I know will touch your heart. Awesome. She shares... This will be my 32nd year in education. I've seen a lot of ups and downs in those 30 years, but I've never seen the mass exodus from the profession like I'm seeing right now. Who's going to teach the children if so many teachers leave the classroom? I'm so concerned as I see the job I've been passionate about for decades turn into a drudgery of test scores and numbers and stress. How can we, as teachers, Lead a movement to put the heart back in education so teachers will want to stay. Oh, my gosh. This, my heart is just aching that that you guys are feeling this, you know. And from what so many of you have shared with me, I have really felt over the last few years especially that that is what Right Road is becoming. Really this movement to help keep the heart for our kids and teachers and education strong. And I think the most effective approach in addressing this huge shared concern is clearly sharing without letting anger take over the challenges and problems. So we've got to be clear about what's happening and at the same time expecting solutions. Like what we tell the kids, you know, if you believe, really believe that 75% of what you're trying to do. So I think we all need to be willing to take a strong stand together. We need to be willing to not let the status quo stay if the status quo isn't healthy or good for teachers and students and the community and the world. We need to be solution-minded, not complainers. 
And each and every time that we can, each of us needs to do something or say something or engage in something that is the vision of what it should be. And each time we do that, it will shift to what's right if if we all do that every day and don't get sucked into the vortex of negativity. Um, just one quick example. I saw on a, a, a NAIR face group page, the group page, a teacher had her school supplies stolen or thrown away or something. And I just jotted a little comment. I said, oh my gosh, I will send you a gift pack of everything that you're missing. And that one comment got hundreds of thank yous. I was just quietly saying, I want to help you. So it just, the positivity spreads like wildfire. So please, 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 if this is your calling, teachers, don't get discouraged. Don't let it, it you know, the problems drag you down. Let's continue joining together um, as a Right Road family to uplift and support each other and make that change happen that needs to happen. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I can't believe this. I, I feel like we've just <laughs> been talking for five minutes and it's already been an hour. Thank you so much, Marcy, for being a part of this celebration episode. You know I love you and you are the right arm of right road and i'm grateful for you every second of every day my friend oh thank you thank you for including me yay and and i always want to make sure to thank our amazing sponsors right road kids right road productions nair seat sack the southern california dch audi honda ford lexus and toyota car dealerships and their support companies Lori steenis and her keller williams real estate team and of course mo anderson on behalf of keller williams realty and her extraordinary a joy-filled life book and you guys remember to mark your calendars for sunday september 15th that's our next live on the right Road show date. And if you have not already signed up as a Right Road teacher friend, or if you need to update your school email or school or email info with us, please just take a sec to sign up or re-sign up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Just go to rightroadkids.org. There's a little sign up button. Just click that because that's how we can easily connect with you, okay? A lot of you have been asking me, I changed schools, what do I do? Just go re-sign up and we'll update your Right Road file, okay? Now, you guys, I have a huge bonus gift opportunity. This is one of my On the Right Road email giveaways. I have 10 $200 Right Road School Supply gift boxes and seven $500 retail value school supply gift packs from Nair. So to enter for all 15 of these awesome gift drawings, just email me at, and here's my email. It's the one you all get my emails from. It's Hey Paula, H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at rightroadkids.org. Again, that's H-E-Y Paula at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org. Just jot school supplies in the subject line so I can see at a glance that you're entering. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so we know you're an educator, okay? That's it. Again, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Jot school supplies in the subject line. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state, okay? This will be open until 8 p.m., Pacific, 11 Eastern tonight. We'll draw the 17 names at random from all complete entries and announce all the recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Plus, if you are, here's the biggie for all of you first-year teachers tuning in. If you are a first-year teacher, if this is your very first year teaching, just jot a note 
as part of the body of your email, letting me know that you're a first-year teacher and will automatically send you a $25 to $30 school supply gift pack just for the asking. Okay? Again, just let me know if you're a first-year teacher as part of your email, and we'll take care of that for you. We want it, we want you to feel the love from the get-go. Huge thanks to Naren, to Seatsack, and to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team. And Mo Anderson, on behalf of Keller Williams and her amazing A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this gigantic giveaway possible. <laughs> and on that note, you guys, just remember to celebrate each day. Celebrate something each day for yourself and with your kids. Make sure to take care of yourself and ask for help when you need it. Build a community of support around you, you guys. Reach out if you have an inkling to connect with somebody. You're not an island. You know, there are so many uh, right road friends around the whole country that love and want to support and uplift you. So on that note, you guys, I hope every second here this evening has just been a wonderful celebration and support for you. And to celebrate you with giving one more big time tonight, here's On the Right Road Facebook giveaway number three for tonight. And remember, you guys, to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. So this third giveaway tonight on Facebook is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. It's another of my favorite things to give teachers. I have six post-it buses Oh my gosh, I've been searching for these all summer and I finally found six of them. They, they each have 24 post-it pads in them and I have eight additional jumbo post-it pad packs. So there will be 14 teacher recipients and each will receive either a super cool post-it bus or another awesome post-it gift pack. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Um, again, Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Refresh the page. It'll pop right up there for you. Remember to include tonight's code word CELEBRATE as part of your entry comment. This one's going to pop up right at 556. So refresh right at 556 or 856 if you're on the East Coast. It'll be open until just after the end of the show tonight, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. And mountains of thanks, you guys, to Nair, to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course to Mo Anderson. I love you, Mo, on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this extraordinary ordinary giveaway possible and once again tons and tons and tons of thanks to Marcy for not only being my guest here this evening but at the same time providing the behind the scenes support too tonight thank you to my amazing air engineer Aaron Uh, Aaron is just a godsend I don't know what I would do without him and thanks to the whole voice America team thank you Every one of you, so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And in case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends and family, this episode will be available to listen to and download for free. And I think what I'll do, in case you missed the big $200 and $500 school supply gift pack email info in the middle of the program, or... 
If you know any first-year teachers and would like to share the show with them so they know how they can receive a school supply gift pack as part of that bonus opportunity, I'll actually post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here, okay? So you can listen for that info again if you didn't have a pencil and paper right at the time, okay? And also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway for this episode on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun. And remember that the next live on the Right Road Show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, September 15th. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, September 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Wishing all of you and your kids an amazing school year on the right road with just tons of special moments to celebrate together every day. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.